Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, smarks and marks all over the world. Grab a seat or take it easy on your feet as we set up our gear. Lend us your ear. Because your boys, King Mac Millie and Jake Classic, are about to put on some podcast action. So get psyched and turn to the smart side. Because Smart Psychology Podcast starts now. Yeah. I said, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You already know what it is. You already know what it do. You hear the echo. Yes, sir. Coming in slightly, all by himself. That is not a slight, that is a all the way. How y'all doing? How y'all been? We got some wrestling to talk about, you know what I'm saying? It's Wednesday, so you know what that means. It is me, it is the value that allows you the opportunity to roll with me. You see the crown, you see the money, you see the Mac is King, Mac Millie. Indeed, indeed, welcome to Smart Psychology Podcast. Now, as y'all coming on in, let me dwindle this echo a little bit. Yeah. As y'all coming in, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead and share this everywhere with your friends, with your crew, and all that and everything. Uh, Smart Psychology within their first week, you know what I'm saying? And this is the last show of the week, and you are stuck with me, but that ain't too bad, because <laughs> I'm the best you ever had, the best you ever had. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, as y'all coming on in, go ahead and slide this thing on off everywhere that y'all can, you feel me? Because uh, we got a little bit of wrestling to talk about. Yeah, dig, you know what I'm saying? Episode number four. It is uh, the King's Dynamite, or King Mac Dynamite, as I shall say, for this episode. And man, got a little bit of uh, dirt sheet madness to talk about, just a little bit. Got some sales and no sales for AEW Dynamite for tonight. And man, it was a whole lot going on, a whole lot going on. Got a subject or a topic or two that I just may blade about, you feel me? And then we got the last match popping off. And then uh, after that, we're going to have that Red Cup uh, shout-outs, Red Cup awards, and then, you know, going to get up out of here. Let me know how y'all feeling, how y'all doing, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Classic ain't here, but Classic is here, you know what I'm saying? On the beat, got the vibe, got the how everything going, you feel me? I just want to play this the whole episode and just vibe out, vibe out. If y'all didn't get a chance to... Slide on over to YouTube. Check out our episode from yesterday morning, 10 o'clock a.m., 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. We had Mr. Lucha Lit, Lince Dorado on the show. You know what I'm saying? Whole lot of tidbits, whole lot of energy. He did come through and give. He did come through and give. But you know what I'm saying? Like, comment, share, subscribe, all that. We live on Facebook, we live on YouTube, we live on Twitter, so you know what I'm saying, just jump up in this thing, 
from this thug fizzle and say what's up to your boy. You figure deal me, you figure down me. Yeah. Let me go ahead and there we go. Man, Smart Psychology Podcast, man. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Jump in this chat. Let me know what's going on and how y'all feeling and everything. And I shall do the same. I shall do the same. It is a Wednesday. Wednesday, middle of the week. Hump day. Hump day. Hump day. And Smart Psychology is here with episode number four. Number four. Like, bro, man, from the fifth flow. Number four. You feel me? It is he. It is I, King Mac Millie. And I'm ready to get up into all this wrestling talk, you know what I'm saying? So we're going to start it off with that dirt sheet talk. Yeah, that dirt sheet talk has been things clamoring and, and speculation and all else. Well, you feel me? But yeah, dirt sheet talk. Let's get into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't she talk? Don't she talk? Hold on, echo. Don't she talk? Don't she talk? The sheets are talking. Don't she talk? Don't she talk? The sheets are talking. Don't she talk? Man, let's see what's going on in the dirt sheet talk today that I have uh, clamored up. God, will y'all shut up? Don't she talk? First she talk. How long is this shit? They just chamoring and chamoring. Let me go ahead and shut these. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Jesus. Dirt sheet talk. Here we go. Um, a little portion of dirt sheet talk that I'm gonna get into and is gonna lead into uh other things amongst the show. But you know, it's Wednesday, so it's an AEW day. But I will give you just a little bit of WWE and what is going on. But before we get to that, we're going to speak on. Very quickly, John, well, everybody was upset because they thought that, you know, this uh, this uh, world unification title match between CM Punk and John Moxley should have taken place at all out, all out, all out, all out. And uh, it did not, it did not take place at all out. It took place tonight on AEW Rampage. And I would have, uh, I would have guessed I would have guessed that uh, this match wasn't going to take place the way that it took place. I didn't guess that it was going to take place at all. I thought it would have been some funny business and we would have got the match at all out after all, but we definitely did not. We definitely did not. We definitely did not. But before I get to it, Dirt Sheets is talking and uh, we got this match apparently because John Moxley wanted this match in Cleveland. He wanted it in Cleveland. Uh, Factor Selection says that. Uh, AEW, AEW sources necessary that John Moxley was the one who picked for the maximum team punk to be moved to AEW in Cleveland. No word on the creative behind the match just yet. However, it's clear that sometimes felt it was way too good uh, to wait for AEW All Out 2022. Don't understand what way too good means for a pay-per-view. It's a pay-per-view, you feel me? Um, it's a pay-per-view. This is a high-caliber match that you would want to save for pay-per-view, especially when there's been a quiet build-up for it or whatever. You don't want to give it away for TV ratings for free, you know what I'm saying? That's a money match out there, regardless of what's going on behind the scenes with Sam Punk and all of his uh, extra, 
All his uh, extra activities and things of that nature going on behind the scenes, you would consider that they were going to save this for uh, all out pay per view, but they did not. They actually did have the match, and uh, yeah, when we get to that, we're going to get to that, and it's uh, very, very, very interesting. Um, WWE is in the news today as well, amongst other things. Uh, it's Vince McMahon's birthday, so I guess uh, happy birthday to Vince. Uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Um, there have been uh, reports of the morale backstage in WWE. And uh, give me a second to uh, pull it up here to see what, what was said. But, you know, everybody's pretty much happy backstage. And it's crazy that that report would come out on Vince McMahon's birthday. But, you know, can't control the dirt sheets. Can't control the dirt sheets. While I look for that. Uh, it has been said that there has been some tampering going on, some tampering going on from WWE to AEW, and there was a talent uh, meeting being held today in AEW about such things, and it was stated that Tony Khan uh, stated right before today's uh, AEW meeting that took place that AEW chief legal officer I do not know how to pronounce that name. Just going to say, uh, Mecha Parika, or however that is, if I butchered your name. My apologies, but I know that I did, so take my apologies. Sent an email to WWE's co-CEOs, Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon, warning them not to tamper with his talent. Uh, yeah. There's tampering that's been going on. People have been being contacted, asking them things how they feel backstage how they feel in aew if they'd be open to coming back to wwe when their contracts are up or whatever may be we all know that tampering happens in all types of sports you know what i'm saying um geez that's a small little note all right i already did that yeah tampering has been happening uh football basketball Baseball, hockey, sports, it happens anywhere, everywhere, all the time. You know what I'm saying? Throw that in there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Getting it together. Getting it together. But, yeah, tampering happens. Might as well suck it up. Uh, people go out to dinner, have dinner with each other, things of that nature. Happens all the time. It just doesn't get reported all the time. Tony Khan, what are you scared of? You've been calling out competition all of this time. And now that... Uh, there's a new man in charge. You uh, kind of, yeah, kind of, kind of got your panties up in a bunch. Uh, but back to that Vince McMahon atmosphere or lack thereof in WWE. It has been a month since Vince McMahon has been retired from WWE, and things are going good both on screen and off screen in the company, as we have well seen on screen. According to PWI Insider, there has been a massive positive change in the backstage atmosphere where people don't feel like they are work, walking on eggshells. The optimism backstage has increased and people in the production department are extremely happy and are having fun while working in the company. You don't say. Uh, they, are also, they also hope that this honeymoon feeling does not end. Does not end. One department where uh, that change has been described as massively night and day. Has been inside the company's production end. The new regimen of Nick Khan, Paul Levesque, Triple H, and uh, Stephanie McMahon has come with one massive positive. 
There isn't anyone yelling at production trucks or the announcers anymore since Vince McMahon, who was extremely heavy handed verbally over the course of TV productions, is no longer there. So there is peace within the E. Peace within the E. Nobody is yelling. Everybody is happy. Things are coming together. Um, one thing that I am excited for uh, as far as WWE is concerned with Triple H in charge, you know, we've been having returns, 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 returns. Uh, happening every week and uh, good storylines and everything has been uh, super. But what excites me is the Royal Rumble coming up in January with Triple H in charge. Oh, my. Oh, my. I know there are big things in stores going to feel like the Royal Rumble of old where we actually get shocks and surprises. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about uh other people that have not returned yet to the company coming back and things of that nature. And uh, we might just see it happening at a Royal Rumble. But one of the recent comebacks to the company has been Mr. Johnny Wrestling himself, Johnny Gargano. Uh, Triple H tweeted out, believe in yourself. Nobody will do it for you. Welcome to Raw, Johnny Gargano. You know, backstage news on Johnny, Johnny Gargano's return to WWE reads as such as seen on last night's episode. Well, shall we say two, day, two days ago or Monday Night Raw of this week, by the time you do view this, whenever you do view this. Uh, former NXT champion Johnny Gargano made his return to WWE. Gargano, Gargano said it has been a long nine months and said that everyone has been asking him where he's going to end up as there was speculation that he might end up in AEW as well and uh, decided to bet on himself and return to WWE. He said, when I left, I said, you will never fall. You will never fail if you bet on yourself. And that is what I'm doing here tonight. I am betting on myself and I stand here incredibly proud to say that Johnny Wrestling is back in WWE. Of course, Theory interrupted Johnny Gargano, told Johnny that everything that he wanted to do and everything that he wanted to be, he's already doing and he's already being. So he might as well be his mentor. Blase, blase. That's a program that's starting. I, for one, actually uh, thought that they were going to bring the way up to the main roster. With Johnny Gargano coming back, Indy having her issues down in uh, NXT, but with Candice still aiding after their newborn baby wrestling. And he will appreciate that later in life, as Johnny says. And Austin Theory getting his run and, you know, Dexter Loomis popping up and kidnapping folks. Uh, what GM did not uh, mention was that there was another slight kidnapping uh, happening or that attempted to happen. Uh, somebody had grabbed AJ Styles. I don't know if it was supposed to be a part of the show, but we did see a face. Um, don't know who the hell that was. Uh, wasn't really a whole lot mentioning about it, so dig into that whenever I possibly can, you know, but yeah, the way is to not be. And it looks like we're getting uh, Johnny Gargano versus theory in a, in a program. Uh, do, 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 do. Gargano then tweeted later. I told you I wanted it to be a legit surprise. Johnny wrestling is back. WWE raw Gargano's name wasn't listed on any rundown sheet for raw backstage in order to keep his return a secret. Uh, also, people backstage at Raw didn't see Gargano until a few minutes before his entrance. Fightful reveals that AEW told them about Gargano possibly joining All Elite Wrestling prior to his appearance on Raw, which I just mentioned. We haven't heard any advanced negotiation between Gargano and All Elite Wrestling. 
and were told that Impact Wrestling was never a serious. Uh, yeah, we're told that <laughs> Gargano and All Elite Wrestling were told that uh, <laughs> Impact Wrestling was never serious uh, consideration. AEW sources, when Axe told us that. <laughs> uh the gm is tech uh not gm classic is texting me right now and he accidentally texted me thought he was texting his wife so he told me some sweet things uh yeah pause uh but yeah uh he comes back and said that it was wrong chat obviously bro obviously leave me alone um aew sources when they asked told us they didn't believe that gargano was going to end up coming into the company throughout this year though he did have several people in the company company pushing for him to be there so that's very interesting to uh very interesting to hear also on top of that below uh no 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 don't want to say that that's this whole promo yeah i'm not going to go through that but yeah johnny gargano has returned to wwe and it has been super it has been great uh another subject for uh dirt sheet talk tying in aew and wwe before i uh jump back to aew with an idea but until then let's just say let me go ahead and move this dirt sheet talk so that i can read this properly yes yes major changes in wwe's draft plans there were plans for the draft to be coming up soon relatively soon after a class at a casual but it seems to not be the plan any anymore despite raw and smackdown superstars appearing on the opposite brands more often as of late and i do not know what that means because the moment that they had the draft they have been doing it since that very night and before that night and it has not stopped it has been months so yeah as of late that is not accurate it's been a very long time um it's been as of early and as of middle and as of late whatever the brand split still exists and the draft is still scheduled to take place surprising at first, it was believed that the draft, which usually takes place in October, would take place earlier this year, likely September after class at the Castle Premium Live event. But it looks like that isn't the case anymore. Several Raw superstars that were booked to appear on the SmackDown after class at the Castle have now been unbooked for that show. Fightful Select says that uh, the new USA Network sources have told talent that the draft isn't happening in the immediate future and have outright uh, stated that uh, it may happen after after WrestleMania. So, yeah, that is uh, interesting as well. But my idea for this said draft, and with Triple H being in charge, this is not crazy to think about now. If Vince was still here, I'd throw this idea out the window. But whenever the draft comes, say the draft happens, right? And uh, we actually get uh, SmackDown superstars, Raw superstars getting drafted to wherever, whatever show. And uh, they actually stay there on that show. Slight idea. Let's have a post-draft forbidden door selection. Meaning, one... Uh, two WWE superstars, or maybe three if NXT is included in this draft. Uh, one from NXT, one from SmackDown, and one from Raw of the entire roster of all three shows are up for uh, a forbidden door selection to AEW. 
and AEW having the same option of their whole pool of talent, even though their shows are not separate, their whole pool of talent being up, which would be three for three, that not only they wouldn't be drafted to each show or whatever, right? Like you take his contract, I'll take his contract or whatever, but just say maybe, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I won't name no names, but let's just say that each show or each company gets to have three people each from each company to be on their shows. Just how AEW did with uh, Impact Wrestling, where, you know, they weren't signed to the company and they were still on Impact shows, but they would show up on AEW episodes for matches and storylines and things of that nature. I think it'd be really fucking cool to uh, have that, you know, AEW superstars appearing on WWE TV weekly and or monthly or whatever and vice versa i think it would be good for the business but just an idea just an idea it doesn't have to happen but uh yeah i believe that is all that i well i won't say that that's all that i have for dirt sheet talk because you know after aew went off the air a lot of things came out so let me see if i see anything that's interestingly interesting enough and Chris Jericho hinting at WWE being interested in him is not interesting enough, but I mentioned it anyway. NXT and AEW Dynamite will be going head to head once again in October. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, AEW will be having a special show on Tuesday. Uh, that's interesting. Don't know if they want to go back to that well again, but it looks like it's happening. I don't know why that Elmo song is on my mind, but, you know, maybe because uh, I like Elmo. CM Punk addresses rumors of him being unhappy in AEW. I'm sure none of you really care about that. We'll get to more CM Punk talk later on in the show. Uh, Kevin Nash says that uh, Vince McMahon was uh, fucked up for destroying the work that Triple H put into the black and gold NXT uh yeah i would agree i would have definitely agreed to that tony shivani says that things are not as bad backstage in aew as people may report or believe to be uh everything else that i see can possibly be mentioned a little bit later on in the show so definitely going to do that definitely going to do that like i said as you guys are uh, viewing and coming in just go ahead and hit them comment sections and let your boy know how you're feeling about everything that's being talked about on the dirt sheet there's something that I did not bring up and you would like to discuss about it. You know what I'm saying? Just go ahead, throw that joint up in there and uh, we will discuss. We will discuss. We will discuss. We will discuss. Now, let's see. Do I want to sell a no sell or do I want to blade and bleed everywhere? Hmm. Hmm. What sense would it make either way? You know what? I think I'll wait. I think I'll wait to bleed. And uh, we're just going to go uh, to sell or no sell. Yeah. Yeah. I think that might be good. think that might be good because AEW Dynamite was, uh, in lack of a better words, Dynamite. It was definitely Dynamite tonight. You know what I'm saying? Definitely Dynamite. And, uh, you know, maybe uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And it almost put me into the aspect of not being a smart and being you fucking mark. Yeah, well, whatever, MJF. I almost was a fucking mark for tonight's show. 
but you know hey it is what it is it is what it is but uh yeah let's see sell or no sell i think it is time to jump into aew dynamite because so much shit happened jeez louise it was a damn good show a damn good show a damn good show i'm ready to bump as you can see Dolph ziggler at the top uh some japan stiff fighting at the bottom i am ready to sell or no sell yeah yeah sell a no sell sell a no sell and uh yeah aew dynamite is what we are going to be uh the selling over so as i prepare for that let me get this out the way jesus christ so many pictures so many pictures there we go Boop. that is gone that is out the way yay, yay, yay. today 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 AEW Dynamite comes out of Cleveland, 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 Ohio. And it starts off with uh yeah, some rather rather interesting uh interesting things. Chris Jericho starts off the show, you know. We get a whole Judas thing. Dun, 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 dun. What have I become? Now that I all that, all that, all that, all that. I've done that once before. And, you know, classic song, classic song, but Chris Jericho comes out, has an opening promo, calls out Daniel Garcia. Yeah, last week we had some issues. We had some things going on. I do not appreciate how you treated uh, Le Champion, Lionheart, Hive, or whatever you want to call him, the wizard. Yeah, 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 the leader of the jazz. And uh, calls Daniel Garcia to come out to apologize to him. Daniel Garcia comes out and the crowd starts chanting, you're a wrestler at him which I do agree with myself uh, before Garcia even joined Jericho for the jazz. I had an idea that maybe he should join the Blackpool Combat Club because he is indeed a great wrestler, a technical wrestler. He can bring the brutality whenever uh, need be, and he fits in well with that crew, with that group, stuck out like a sore thumb with the jazzes. So, you know, I was always down for that. Garcia says, you know what? You know how much that meant to me. You know how much that meant that match meant to me. You know that Daniel Brian Danielson is my hero. You know, you know, you know, you know. But Jericho wasn't trying to hear all that, though. Says that, you know, we're sports entertainers and you're a sports entertainer. And uh, the crowd obviously did not agree. Garcia, with the look on his face, obviously did not agree. Brian Danielson comes out. And uh, yeah, we get a, a what seems to be a custody battle as a classic j classic would say posted uh earlier on our instagram of the custody battle happening where it was yes no no yes don't do this to me tug 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 you like me you like me you're a pro wrestler you're a sports entertainer you're a pro wrestler you're a sports entertainer turning them into a turn them into a yeah uh a rope a rope slim us uh, what, what type of toy was that uh armstrong's Armstrong, something Armstrong. It's not coming, but yeah, you know, the little joints where you pull the arms out, things of that nature. That's how they were treating them. Uh, Garcia goes back and forth and he says, you know what? Well, before he goes back and forth, Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson says, I respect you as a wrestler. You're a damn good wrestler. I respect the match that we had. I respect everything that you do. Unlike Jericho, he uh, does not respect you or does not seem to respect you. Jericho pushes. Daniel Garcia, after Daniel Garcia tells him not to do this to him, 
Jericho, you know, you're his mentor. Brian Danielson is his hero, and he is uh, very emotional about which way he should go. Gives Jericho a shove, and Jericho ends up on the floor with a look of on his face as such. Daniel Garcia with a look on his face as such. Ah, that is delicious. Mountain Dew, ladies and gentlemen. Daniel Garcia is sad, going through his emotions. Daniel Bryan, as you can see down in the left-hand corner, laughing and smirking and laughing and smirking. Garcia storms off, says he doesn't have time for this today, and he's out of here. Lionheart Chris Jericho emerges as he gets up off the floor, and he's getting in Daniel Bryan's face about being one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Jericho argues and says that, hey, I'm one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. People say that. Some people. And uh, yeah, when you can change your business, reinvent yourself and still be relevant year after year, decade after decade, he just might be one of the greatest of all time. But Jericho also said that he does not see it in Brian Danielson. Of course, obviously he does see it, but Jericho being Jericho. And uh, yeah, building up a moment. He said the last time that we were in the ring together, I'm the one that put you out of action for all of these months. So if that's what you're looking forward to, we can do this. We can do this yet again. And you know what? As much as we've seen them in the ring with each other, I can't actually really recall a one-on-one -on -one match happening. I know it's possibly happened before, but maybe it just, I don't know. This seemed fresh for some odd reason. So I'm really down for Chris Jericho versus Daniel or Brian Danielson, hopefully I get uh, Daniel Garcia leaving the sports entertainers, the jazz, and joining the Blackpool Combat Club because, like I said, he does. He does. He does. He does deserve to be over there. Am I selling for this segment or am I no selling for this segment? Ladies and gentlemen, I am selling for this segment because I liked everything about it. I liked everything about it. There was nothing to complain about. It set up a match, pushed a story along. Yeah, it's just there was development everywhere. We got to see Brian Danielson. We got to see Daniel Garcia. Uh, I guess we could say that we got to see Chris Jericho as well. Nothing overstayed is welcome. It was uh, it was pretty damn good. I rock with it. I rock with it. I rock with it. I rock with it. I sell for it. Our first match of the night was a boom, 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 boom. Hold on. I need to echo. Boom, 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 Dax Harwood, you know what I'm saying, versus uh, Jay Lethal, Jay Lethal. And I got excited. I got excited for this match because I already knew what I was getting. I already knew what I was getting, which was a technical clinic. Each man both spent, sent their uh, respective parties back to the back. And a classic technical match is what we got. Uh, screwy finish is what we got on top of that with uh, interference from Sanjay Dunt and his pencil and everything. Uh, Dax Harwood gets uh, rolled up. Jay Lethal gets the win. Screwy finish that puts over Dax. And I'm all for that in defeat. Dax is an amazing wrestler. 
tag team singles it doesn't matter uh, but i would usually say the right man went over which would be the singles competitor but dax held his own put on a match damn good way to start off the show for their first match of the night mr pencil announces that uh the big uh the big uh i don't know what that guy's name is the the tall the tall indian dude or whatever i guess he's still not ring ready or maybe they're saving him for Wardlow at whatever point but him and sanjay dutt will not be stepping in the ring with jay lethal and that jay lethal will be teaming up with the motor city machine guns that's right impacts own motor city machine guns to take on Wardlow and ftr at all out and ooh we definitely going to talk about all out later on later on in the show um coming up next on the show oh well did i sell or no sell for that i well yeah i sell for that damn good match damn good match for sure next we had thunder rosa backstage announcing that uh she's going to be out of action with an injury and i guess t and i mean not tna aew it's official that when their current champion is injured even though they say they are stepping down they will remain champion and an interim champion will be crowned it happened when cody went away as tnt champion happened when uh punk was out as aew champion now it's happening while uh thunder rosa is aew women's champion and i got i i, I got issues about uh aew which is a surprise and i'll get to that later on in the show about what those issues are when i bleed and blade job all over that but uh yeah thunder rosa is out with in, in, uh, injury and there will be an interim champion being crowned at all out we will discuss that later in between uh storm tony storm jamie hater uh hikaru shida and uh brit baker uh of which we all love brit baker uh i guess i could talk about it now brit breaker had a match against kylan king from the b from last week and uh yeah went pretty much how you would expect expect for it to go kylan king actually uh was able to get in some good offense looked pretty good but the end result was her tapping out tapping out tapping out tapping out to brit baker brit then gets on the mic to speak about how she wrestled with a broken wrist while she was champ boo-hoo thunder rosa boo-hoo you should be here defending your title but it doesn't matter uh tony storm came out to make uh the save to defend her friend she gets jumped behind from jamie hater and uh reba rebel whichever one you want to call her the cleveland crowd was hot on Britt baker because you know she's from pittsburgh repping them Pittsburgh Steelers with that terrible tile in the background of which you saw right there. Booyah. So it was booing her all night long and all match long. Out comes uh, Sheeta to save Tony Storm with a kendo stick. And uh, yeah, we have our match that's set up for all out. I will get to that when we get to that. But I guess for this match, I am neither selling it nor no selling it. It was OK. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it was OK. It was a match. It happened. It took place. It was all right. It, ne it didn't impress me. It didn't didn't make me feel any type of way in the negative or whatever. So, yeah, I'll take it. Always happy to see Britt Baker. So you understand how that goes. Uh, yeah. Ooh, 
daddy ass yeah <laughs> wow yeah we get uh the acclaimed coming out Let's see if i can where is it where is it where is it do, do, do. I, that's not you that's not you that's not you yeah where is it maybe i didn't get it is this it yep sure is stokely comes out and well he's in the crowd we get uh the ass boys coming out colton taking on his father billy gunn aka daddy ass and the acclaim come out with mr daddy ass get the crowd hype get the crowd pumped and everything this match is very interesting very interesting very interesting i mean you know you got father versus son so that's always a good thing never never nothing never nothing bad about that there we go but yeah uh daddy ass versus his left and or right sack whichever you want to consider the one that colton came out of uh billy told his son to suck it scissored bowens more than once like two or three times jr asked if taz would scissors would scissor uh would hook on commentary which was bothersome taz said no that he would not and that if he were to get in the ring with hook that hook would blow him up another uh plausible statement uh billy scissored multiple random fans at uh random times uh the crowd chanted who's your daddy and ass boys all throughout the match colton ended up uh winning the match he hit his dad in the balls with a low blow and then hit him with that coke 45 to get the win uh he, they started jumping on jumping on their dad and things of that nature start beating up uh the, uh the acclaimed or the the acclaimed got beat up before the finish stokely came from out of the crowd gave the ass boys some cards and then uh they started beating down on their dad again swerve and leave made the save for what I felt like was an odd reason, but it was explained later on in the match. And uh, yeah, it was very, very, very interesting. I cannot, I don't know. Like I, it's, it's a part of, it's a part of my blade. So I guess I'll save it for later. Uh, I was entertained. So I guess I'll sell for this match and this segment, you know, it was not too bad. It was not too bad. Boy, oh boy, let me, take off my my shades for this because i gotta tell y'all man this world's this world championship title match happened it took place uh the bell rung and uh yeah this might be longer than the actual match love this imagery right here when i see uh john moxley come out and do this pose on the apron i said well CM Punk is going to come out and do the same pose. And damn it, if he didn't do it, they almost missed it because the first shot that they got of it, a fan had their sign in the way. And then uh, they caught it at the last minute coming back in. But yes, this imagery right here, man, made me feel like, OK, this match is actually going to happen. It's going to happen. Wow. Crazy. So I got excited for that. Here are the interests. You know what I'm saying? Let me go ahead and move this cell or no cell out of the way so we can see that clear. Yeah. Undisputed AEW World Championship taking place. CM Punk, who has just come back from foot injury against John Moxley, who has been on a tear. Two AEW championships being raised in the air. And this is the match that we got. I'm thinking, OK, the bell rings. Here we go. 
Here we go. They get into each other's face. By the way, John Moxley seemed very, very, very agitated the whole time, even stared a hole through Justin Roberts for calling him the interim AEW champion. And like I reported earlier in Dirt Sheet Talk, John Moxley wanted to have this match sooner than AEW. I mean, uh, sooner than AEW all out. John Moxley wanted to have this match. Hometown boy in front of the crowd. And I'm thinking, well, I guess that's a good reason to have this match. Crowd support is is there, you know. They did go wild for Moxley when he came out. When CM Punk came out, there were boos. But when the match started, they were split down the middle. Chance of CM Punk, chance for John Moxley. And I was like, okay, get a little back and forth, punches and forearms and things of that nature. And then out of nowhere, CM Punk strikes with a high roundhouse kick to John Moxley's head using his injured foot or previously injured foot. And here's the caveat. Was he selling the foot injury or was there really a re-injury to the foot? We'll never know. I'm sure things will hit the dirt sheets uh, of people's opinions and reports and things of that nature. But at this current moment, who knows? Soon as CM Punk hits that kick, he starts to sell the foot. John Moxley then attacks, starts uh, cranking on the foot a little bit or a lot of bit, shall I say. You can hear CM Punk screaming for dear holy hell or screaming for life. And uh, yeah, paradigm shift out of nowhere. And then another, well, shall I say not a paradigm shift. He gave him a rough rider out of nowhere. And then another rough rider out of nowhere. And then pins CM Punk. And we have a squash match for an AEW world title unification match on free television what like what i already had an issue that it was uh at the top of the main uh, at the top of the first hour and i'm like a match of this of this magnitude not only are you not having it on pay-per-view but now you're not having it in the main event of this show what is going on here you know and for that match to take place and happen as quickly as it did it was very 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 surprising like it it was wow like you know john moxley was talking his shit grabbed both belts posed with both of the belts and then you know obviously threw cm punk's belt down not really accurately sure how he was able to tell which championship was his or which one wasn't but he threw one of them down posed with a with, with the with one championship says the other one doesn't matter cm punk gets helped out of the ring limps back to the backstage area very 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 interesting how this all played out very quick match squash match for a unification title match is i i have questions but i cannot bring a clear thought to those questions to ask so you know just gonna wait and see how things uh lay out obviously john oxley does not have an opponent for all out i'm not accurately sure who that could possibly be at this moment since a lot of the all out car was announced but definitely going to find out who that is john moxley then had a promo backstage and says the fuck did you think <laughs> fuck did you think was going to happen was that supposed to be any different than uh what was going to take place like i went out there did my thug dizzle did my job took care of him got him out of there what difference does it matter everybody says that they're waiting for their time my time is now I am the one. I am the man. Uh, nobody can do what I do. And there's already been an uproar about what is so special about John Moxley. 
A lot of people saying that all he does is bleed, which he did not do tonight. The man did not bleed at all, not even a little bit. He got up in there, got up out of there, and that's all that was said. So, you know, it was interesting. Very, very, very interesting indeed. You know, uh, I can't say any much more about that other than I'm I'm waiting to see what comes from the backstage and things of that nature about how this match came to be and why the decision was made for that match to happen as quick as it did. Um, yeah, maybe CM Punk did re-injure his uh, foot. Maybe he did not. No one will ever know, obviously, and, and not I for the moment. So, you know, like I said, waiting to see what comes about. But y'all let me know how y'all feel about that. Afterwards, we got the second hour of the show, which went by really, really quick. The only thing uh, Christian came out, had a promo against uh, Jungle Boy. There you go. Pretty much sets up their all out match, says that Jungle Boy is average and that Cleveland is average and uh, gets out of there. So we're going to have that match at all out as well. Talk about that in a little bit after such. Do, 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 do. Okay, you're welcome. Uh, after such, Starks, my guy, Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks, my guy. Yeah, there you go. The revolution was televised tonight. He goes on and has a, a very hot promo over... Uh, Will Hobbs, Powerhouse Hobbs, shall I say. And uh, Ricky Starks, he is the absolute pun intended future of AEW. He has always been in my eyes. I'm definitely a fan, definitely a fan. But as you can see in the picture to the bottom left, he gave all the passion, all the emotions. As he said that he thought he had a friend. He thought he was the exception of having friends in this business. But obviously, Will Hobbs, Powerhouse Hobbs was not his friend. Only looking to capitalize where things were good and get out the way when things were not. He also says that uh, Hobbs used to be in the bedazzled T-shirt being Britt Baker's security. And I would love to see an imagery of that because I think that is funny as big as Will Hobbs is wearing a bedazzled T-shirt. I think that would be uh, <laughs> very interesting to see. Uh, Ricky Stark says he that uh, Will Hobbs is a low down, dirty, scheming snake and since. Hobbs likes to quote New Jack City so much. He says, bring your $5 ass to Chicago to fight me at All Out. So another All Out match was made and All Out was shaping up very, very quickly on this episode. You know, so going to get to it very, very, very soon. Uh, yeah, I sell for this. I sell for this. I didn't mention if I if I sell or not for uh, Moxley and... Uh, and CM Punk, and I, I just don't know if I sell for that or not. Like, I, I really don't know how to feel. I really don't know how to feel. Uh, so, yeah, but for Ricky Starks, I always sell, forever sell. He is amazing. Let me just run down these real quick. Make sure I hit everything before I dip up out of here. Yes, yes. Yeah, scissor me, daddy ass. Psych, do not scissor me, daddy ass. Punk, Mox. Yes, sir. Oh, the main event. 
which was the trio's title tournament match. We get uh, the best friends with uh, Danhausen. Danhausen, yes, huh? Danhausen sitting in the crowd. And uh, it's uh, Will Ospreay and the Aussie Open, the United uh, Empire, with all of their gold from New Japan Pro Wrestling, taking on the uh, Mid-Atlantic, All-Atlantic, whatever that belt's name is, champion C and, uh, ooh, not CM Punk, uh, Pac, there you go, Pac, straight up Pac, with uh, Pentagon and Ray Phoenix, Death Triangle, and man, what a, I guess if there's any other match other than the undisputed title match to have as your main event, this is it. It was organized chaos, organized chaos all around. Y'all know how I feel about organized chaos. I appreciate it. It was a lot of flipping and uh, and all that. Uh, man, there was even a spot where uh, Pac was getting ready to do an in-ring move off the top rope and uh, forget who was in the ring, but they rolled out and I'm like, ooh, do a moonsault to uh, everybody else that's on the other side of the outside of the ring and he went to the ring post and did a moonsault so i popped for that because i saw it coming and it was it was a good spot safe spot he was able to do it safely get it up in there so yeah um surprisingly though because i had uh death triangle winning this match they did not win this match due to outside interference and let me see if i could where where is that at Ooh-wee, the outside interference has been playing up for a long time all over the world as Pac has been going around defending that championship of his. There's been a man in a box, in a box that has read underrated all over the world in the crowd. And it's been said to have been Kip Sabian. But when Pac saw that individual in the crowd, he pulled the box off of his head and it was not Kip Sabian. It was some random guy, but Kip Sabian appeared out of nowhere with a brand new look attacking Pac, which created the diversion for uh, the Aussie Open and Will Ospreay, the United Empire, to get the win in advance in the trio's title tournament to go against these three right here, a returning Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, the elites, you know what I'm saying? Kenny Omega, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. He had a... a Interesting, interesting uh, play in the match that they they had uh, last week. But yeah, here is Kip with his new look, looking uh, rather vampire-ish. But uh, yeah, suit is dope. Hair's on point, I guess you can say. Looking kind of pale in the face. Maybe they powdered them a little bit too much. But uh, hopefully we'll be getting that match at All Out. But I definitely sell... For this main event, definitely sell for this main event. It was damn good. It was damn good. But you know what? It's about that time that I uh, do what John Moxley did not do today, which uh, everybody expected him to do. And I, 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 I got, I got to bleed. I got to bleed. You fucking mark. Yeah, I got to bleed. You fucking mark. Yeah, MJF. One more time, man. Cause I got to be, I, I got to be a mark. I got to be a mark right now, or maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe I don't have to be a mark. Maybe I could just be a smart about this. But it's time to bleed, y'all. Blade job time. Blade job time. And I have an issue. I have a problem. It was corrected just a little bit, just a little bit in the show. But it's always been a glaring issue. It has been a glaring issue almost since its existence. And I know y'all wondering what could that possibly be. 
Well, let me tell y'all one thing. It is definitely AEW related. Definitely AEW related. And man, oh man, oh man, I do not see the end of this happening at any point in time. Where is it? Here it is. The fucking rankings, y'all. The power rankings. Like, really? 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 Like, why, why, why do they exist if they don't exist? So I'll say this. First of all, they they made a slight correction or a slight notice to it, you know, because the tag team champions have been stating that they have been beating teams that have not even been ranked in the power rankings in the top five. But they acknowledged a team that was in the top five on this episode of Dynamite, which is the acclaimed, came to save them from getting beat up. And then in the backstage segment said, you know, we didn't come out there to save y'all, even though we did. The acclaimed said we didn't need your help. But we came out there because you guys are ranked and we feel like you deserved you deserve a title shot. And the acclaimed agreed and said, you know, we are the uncrowned tag team champions. So we will accept your title shot at all out. But here's my here's my beef. FTR holders of three tag titles. And I get it. They got three tag titles. Why do they need a fourth? I've said that myself, but they're number one. The Young Bucks, who are chasing after the trios titles. They were just recently AEW tag team champions. I don't know how they're number two after they were beaten for the tag titles by Swerve in our glory. Then you have 10 and Evil Uno ranked at number four. Where in the hell have they been other than backstage uh, segments? I know Classic would say they've been on dark. They've been on elevation. But Jesus, like, why are they not on TV in matches if they're the number four ranked team? And then you have the Gun Club who lost today. So they should be dropping because these rankings were from earlier today before the episode started. Now to the women's division. Thunder Rosa is your women's world champion in uh Hi, Jay. Hi, how you doing, Jay? Hey, Jay. Hey. Jade is uh, the TBS champion. I don't understand these rankings. You have two women's champions. Why don't you have two separate rankings for their championships? How do we know who is the number one contender for what title? But now that Thunder Rosa is injured, still the champion there will be an intern champion being crowned and like you see to the left of that with two world champions i guess there'll be a that this rankings is going to get a little bit more complicated but in that match to crown that uh intern champion you have the number one ranked tony storm who was going to face thunder rose in the first place so okay we're 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 there with that and then Britt baker is also in the match and she has been involved in the contendership uh, storyline between Thunder Rose and Tony Storm. So I'll accept that as well. Then you have Athena in at number three, who's been feuding with the TBS champion. So is the TBS champion only worried about three and below in this rankings? Or is, is does she not care about who's number one? Does number one not care about the TBS champion, even though she's beating her or like I'm, i don't know how this shit works and it's confusing and it upsets me um my favorite one of my other favorites anna j comes in at number four who is she challenging other than choking out every random person i have no idea jamie hater is in this match and she's ranked at number five so how is okay athena's uh feuding with jay cargill cool 
How is Anna Jay not in this fatal four-way match to crown an intern champion? Uh, Jamie Hayter is in it, but what has she really done to be in the top five? That I also don't know. Hiki uh, Shida, Hikaru Shida is in this uh, fatal four-way match. And again, where is she ranked at? She's not even in the top five. And she has this pay-per-view match, just randomly throwing people in there. I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Then we get over to the men's division, and it gets even more complex because prior to the episode, we had two world champions. We have Pac, who's the All-Atlantic champion, and we have Warlow, who is the TNT champion, who is feuding with the number three uh, contender in these rankings, which is Warlow. So I'm guessing number three in any ranking, because if you look across, Jay Lethal is feuding with Warlow, the TNT champion. Athena is feuding with the TBS champion Jay Cargill and the acclaimed are feuding with Swerving Our Glory. So I'm guessing number three is where you want to be in order to get a title shot at someone. Um, Hangman Page is at the number one spot. Powerhouse Hobbs is at the two spot. Hangman Page is chilling. He may be the third member of uh, the Dark Orders team. He said he was going to sit this out, but I don't see him sitting it out. So you got the number one contender. Hmm. Does he face Moxley at, at all out? Like it just it's nothing's making sense. Darby Allen, who hasn't been seen in a while, is number four. Powerhouse Hobbs at number two, but he's feuding with Ricky Starks. How is Powerhouse Hobbs? How is Powerhouse Hobbs so high? Uh, Brian Danielson is feuding with Chris Jericho. What what sense is any? Are we getting John Moxley and Darby Allen at all out? Are we getting Hangman Page and John Moxley at all out? Is is Punk injured and are we gonna get a return match? Like it's just these rankings, these these fucking rankings, man. They just they confuse the shit out of me. I hate them. They should be done with. Like I am done with this fucking segment. Uh, I I just I just bled all over this. I just just I'm I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding. I can't I can't take it. I can't handle it. It, it does not interest me whatsoever. Like it confuses my soul. It confuses my brain. I wish they don't do these things. Uh, yeah. So there was that that I am done for. So, you know, going to go ahead and get into it. It is the last match and the last match is the last segment of the show. And what we shall talk about, what we shall talk about today is AEW all out because like I said on this episode of Dynamite they definitely uh gave us a lot of the all out card which will be happening I think in 2 weeks time uh stories that have been developing we have Jungle Boy going against Christian Cage Christian Cage nursing an elbow injury I don't know if that's uh if that injury is real or not or however it may be but storyline it may be storyline so Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy their feud is coming to a head um, I would say that Christian Cage takes this win, but I see Jungle Boy going over with Jungle Boy. I don't know if he's still one of the pillars of AEW, but Jungle Boy, get him a win and get him over. Christian Cage is in the nice spot to do that. He has hella heat, a lot of heat, a lot of heat, a lot of heat on him. Let's end this story already. Don't know where Luchasaurus is going to play his role in or whatever, but uh, yeah, there's that. All Out also will be featuring a casino ladder match, which they should have had at... Uh, double or nothing but they did not for some odd reason what's going to be at stake for this casino battle royal match uh well not battle royal casino ladder match i have no idea but i am sure we will find out as well as the contestants how many ever people are going to be in this match it has not been announced just yet so uh yeah that also makes things a little bit more confusing with the rankings because 
why i just i don't know but uh i'll take the match anyway you know what i'm saying definitely take the match anyway uh also we have swerve in our glory defending those aew tag team championships against the acclaim and uh yeah uh i'm definitely down for this match uh i don't see swerving our glory losing anytime soon uh especially against the acclaim but you know uh surprises do take place surprises happen and things of that nature so you never know what happens here aew women's world intern championship is happening like i just uh bled all over this we have hikaru shida jamie hater Britt baker dmd and tony storm for intern women's championship while thunder rosa is out with injury do not know how long thunder rosa is going to be out with her injury uh do not know what the actual injury is but out of these four if i had to pick anybody to hold it down as champion i would say it needs to be the last champion that uh did not need to lose the title in the first place which would be Britt baker but knowing them they will probably uh will probably get tony storm uh winning which i don't well yeah we'll get tony storm possibly winning and here's how i see that maybe happening Britt baker and jamie hater working together all match along but jamie hater is going to want to win at some point Britt's not going to allow that to happen they're going to combust and uh yeah tony storm pulls out the victory for to hold that run that championship while Britt baker puts over jamie hater in their feud that would be moving forward hikaru shida what you do i have no idea but i'm i'm loving the new look and everything tony storm getting the championship run in there and then when uh thunder rosa comes back we get the tony storm thunder rosa uh unification match and you know we'll see what happens there trios match like i announced earlier ftr and wardlow all the titles are being wrapped up in in one match uh i guess we don't get a tnt title match uh for all out but that is okay taking on jay lethal and the motor city machine guns uh man this is gonna be a good match gonna be a really 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 good match but seeing as how the motor city motor city machine guns are an impact wrestling act i do not see them and jay lethal winning this match but it's going to be a good one nevertheless also we got my guy ricky starks taking on powerhouse hobbs and uh as much as i would want ricky starks to win i do not believe that it is going to happen just yet may have to uh toss this win on powerhouse hobbs for this storyline to go on just a little bit longer we're going to have the finals of the aew world trios championship tournament happening at all out in chicago september 4th uh man don't know if i will uh be here for that episode on that sunday but we'll see we'll see i'll, I'll be uh i'll be in cancun but if you've followed me for as long as i've been doing this podcast thing as far as wrestling is concerned it doesn't matter where i'm at in the world i just may do an episode i did one in vegas i did one in hawaii so you never know i might be available for this but i'm going to give the proper attention that needs to be given during that time while i'm out there so yeah we'll see but the trios world championship tournament uh champions will be crowned at all out and we all we're almost at the finals dark order will be uh having their match against the house of black 
And uh, I, I speculate that the House of Black will be winning that match to face the best friends and winning that match as well. Moving on to the finals and a very interesting match that will be taking place in the semifinals. Will Ospreay and the Aussie Open versus the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. And that, uh, yeah, that's a very, 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 very intriguing match. Cannot wait to see that take place. It's also going to be a barn burner of a match, just like uh, the main event was tonight. And then uh, another match that has been announced it is Brian Danielson, the American Dragon, versus Lionheart Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho says that he remembers all of the moves that have that were taught to him, as he is the last standing uh, member of the dungeon, which I cannot agree to because Natalia is still wrestling, and uh, she was definitely she definitely came out of that dungeon, but you know, different company. So maybe Chris Jericho is just ignoring the fact. That he is not the last dungeon member standing, you know what I'm saying? But this match should also be a good one. Two vets in the ring. I definitely uh would appreciate and, and and I'm going to sell for this match taking place at all out. Like I said, John Moxley is your new uh world uh AEW champion in surprisingly shocking squashing fashion. So who he will be defending that championship against, I have no idea, but there should be a defense. I know there will be more matches announced. So as I get ready to get up out of her, yeah, class, I may, I may have to write some bars or something like that, you know what, classic, you know what I'm saying, man? Might have to just throw something up on this. Get it going. Yeah. But anyways, that was uh, AEW Dynamite. You know what I'm saying? Gave y'all some dirt sheet. Some dirt sheet talk. Gave y'all a little bit of sell and no sell for, for Dynamite. Gave y'all some, uh, some, some blade job. Bled all over. Real quick before uh, I get to anything else. NXT did take place yesterday. NXT did take place yesterday. We did not do a review of it because yesterday we had Lince Dorado on the show. So make sure y'all go back. Go back, go back, go back in time on the YouTube episode three. That is to check out that interview with Lince Dorado. We were lucha lit like a motherfucker. Lit, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, NXT. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll just start the Red Cup Awards because uh, I was going to mention NXT for that anyway. So yeah, let's go ahead and put that back on, and let's get to these Red Cup real quiz mix. So Red Cup Awards, Red Cup Awards, and. I do have my red cup with me, you know. You see the thing, you know the thing. It's hanging. They go that kitty cat. Leo season is now over. Virgo season is now here. Shout outs to them Virgos. But shout outs to them Leos. You know what Definitely held it down. Definitely held it down all season long. But uh, red cup shout outs. My first red cup shout out goes to NXT because for the first time in a very long time, I watched two NXT episodes two weeks in a row. How does that happen? They are doing interesting things now that Vince McMahon is out of the door. 
taking quite some time for them to get it together over there, but Heat Look was good. Um, this recent episode of NXT was good. Red Cup up NXT 2.0 Worlds Collide is coming. Don't know what's going to happen to NXT UK and all their championships, but there's a lot of unification matches happening on that side. So Red Cup's up for the energy and the action. Red Cup's up to Legato del Fantasma because they are all going to be getting called up to the main roster. Can't wait to see which show they end up on, either Raw or SmackDown. But yeah, Red, Red Cup's up. Red Cup up award to NXT. Doing good things. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Taking it to Twitter real quick. Got another Red Cup award going out to the suplex queen, Tiny Tanale. Tiny, tiny. Out there uh, suplexing the hell out of people, as you can see in that picture below. I have a nice little compilation on Twitter. Y'all make sure y'all follow the suplex queen, Tiny Tanale, on uh, on uh, Twitter. You know what I'm saying? We uh, shouted her out on Twitter. She shouted out right back at us. You know what I'm saying? So you get a, a shout out for the Red Cup Awards on the show. You pick a day on me. Also, Red Cup Award goes out to friend and family of the pod or sister, you know what I'm saying? Miss Ruthless Lala, who had tweeted out, just had by far the dopest interview with Candice, who is a fucking sweetheart for official PWI, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Yes, indeed. And I am truly on cloud nine and honor. If you know me, which we do, then you know this is a big deal for me. Thank you again. I am forever grateful. Cannot wait for it to drop. Cannot wait for it to drop as well when it does, when it does so. Support Rufus Lala in that interview. Official Pro Wrestling Illustrated. You know what I'm saying? Red cups up to your sis. Red cups up to your sis. While I'm on it, the BCW Women's Champion is going for another round with Isaiah Wolf. You know what I'm saying? At Fuss Fest, August 27th, coming up this weekend. Uh, yeah, round two. Isaiah Wolf got the first one in his best of five rivalry, real shoot wrestling. It is going down. I do suspect that Rufus Lala will be picking up another victory. So, another red cup ups to you. You know what I'm saying? I can't stick Isaiah going up too low on you. You feel me? Also, like I said, cups up, cups up to our boy, Lindsay Dorado. Cool, 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 dude. Check out our YouTube. Check out our YouTube. Subscribe to that. That interview was definitely Lucha Lit. He tore it up and tore it down with the boys. Very, 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 very Kendrick spirit. I do appreciate it. Bro's looking out. Um, also, last Red Cup that I have goes up to Tony Shivani, who got a promotion in AEW. No longer. Well, yes, he is still on the commentary team. Let me uh, see if I can pull it up real quick, see what Tony Skiovani got promoted to. You know what I'm saying? Anybody getting a promotion in any job is a good thing. Hopefully, it brings about great things as he is in position. Brought up Tony Schiavone earlier in the show, and how he says that nothing not too bad in the AEW backstage. But AEW commentator interviewer Tony Schiavone has a new role in All Elite Wrestling, senior producer, special advisor, and talent relations. An appearance on AEW Unrestricted Podcast, Shivani had the following to say about his new role. 
I am very honored to have been promoted by Tony Khan. It's a crew of us that have been promoted. It is also QT Marshall, Sanjay Dutt, Mr. Pencil, Pat Buck, and myself. We all have been promoted within the confines of what's going on. My job is now senior producer, special advisor in talent relations. I love that special advisor role. I do a lot of running during the day, trying to talk to the talent, and then what I do is when... Then uh, what I'll do is when I don't have a specific thing to do, like run, go get this person because Tony wants to talk to them. And we need to handle out some things and bring them back into Tony's office. Basically, what I do is walk around during the day and ask people how they're doing and ask them if they're happy and if there's anything we can do to make it better. That's very, very important. I think we are making good strides, which makes sense. For him to have said what I said that he said, yes, at every time earlier in the show about the backstage morale being grand, being great, being good. So, uh, yeah, shout out to you, Tony Khan. Uh, spoilers just came through for AEW Rampage. I will not read them to y'all, but oh, me, oh, my, okay, that is interesting. All right. That is interesting as well. Got a TNT title defense happening on uh, AEW. Wardlow defending against Little Dolph Ziggler, aka Ryan named Dolph Ziggler's little brother. Powerhouse Hobbs is in action. We got a mixed tag match of Sammy Guevara and Tay Melo going against Ortiz and Ruby Soho. Uh, Claudio defends his uh, ROH World Championship against Dustin Rhodes. And uh, a trickles match, Dark Order, taking on uh, the House of Black. Interesting, thing, interesting things. If you are on the dirt sheet, you will see that the Rampage spoilers are out now. So if you don't want to spoil it for yourself, don't check them out. You know what I'm saying? Don't check them out. But for y'all out there, subscribe to Smoke Psychology Podcast on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at SmartPsychPod. Follow us on Instagram, Smart Psychology. Follow us on Facebook, Smart Psychology Podcast. You know what I'm saying? That last red cup, I lied. It doesn't go to Tony Schiavone. It goes to me for being here. Keeping this episode to y'all. Y'all welcome. Y'all welcome. Y'all welcome. But I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The last cup does not go out to me. The last cup goes out to you, you, and you. Y'all gonna be coming in later on, checking out the video, leave a comment, leave a message, like, share, all that, all that, because we do this for y'all, you know what I'm saying? For y'all, comment, like, share. This is it for us for the the week. We will be back at you this Sunday. This Sunday, we have an interesting show for you. I may be into some things or not into some things, but we shall see. I will let y'all come in on Sunday and uh, see what's going on with that. But I have been your boy, King Mac Millie, in the place to be, Smart Psychology. Yes, sir. See y'all next week. Yay.